You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. She has had multiple surgeries to rebuild the bone in her leg after she was run over by a drunk driver in a boat in 2008. The propeller of the boat tore open her leg. Joining us today from Michigan to tell her story of how cannabis has helped her deal with the pain is Michelle Say. Michelle, thanks very much for doing this. Hi. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Corey is one of my heroes. Now, in the introduction, I really didn't do justice in describing the severity of what you experienced in the boating accident. Why don't you tell us the story of what happened? Okay. Um, well, I was out for a day on the boat on Lake Taps in Washington, southeast of Seattle. Um, we had got done um, boating, we thought, for the day and, and got off the boat, had a barbecue, ate some burgers and decided, you know what, it's the last nice day of the year. It was September 29th. We were lucky to have such a nice day. Let's go back out on the boat and look at the stars as they're coming out. So we got back in the boat and uh, went out and we were on our way back to my friend's house to have a little bonfire when I hear the our friend in the front of the boat yelling, go left, Ron, go left, like very freaked out yelling and i he was sitting in the front facing the back so he had a you know prime view of what was going on i was sitting in the seat behind the driver ron was our driver and i was sitting sideways so i turned to look to the back of the boat and i see this boat speeding at us and it's obvious they can't see us because they are so close and going so fast and we didn't hear them coming because the noise goes out the back of a boat so i look and see this boat speeding at us and i'm thinking holy cow do i jump out do i stay in this boat is gonna hit us and um but by then the boat hit us it, it literally lifted right up over us and landed bow to bow end to end and was on top of us and i'm I remember thinking for a split second, holy shit, I got hit on the head by a boat, but I'm still alive. And then the boat went forward, and the, the driver's, like, the weight of the impact landing, his body pushed the throttle forward again, and then the boat went forward, pulled my friend Ron, who was driving, into the water. The rest of us stayed in the boat. The boat stayed intact. It uh, didn't hit the bottom of our boat, so thank God um, the rest of us were able to stay in the boat and not be in the water. I think if I had gone into the water, I wouldn't have made it, um, but my friend Ron died in, in the water, um, so... Uh, it carved out uh, 18 centimeters of my tibia bone. So that's eight to nine inches, not not broken or, or shattered, but scooped out and gone. And then half of my leg was uh, scooped out as well on the other side, muscles, fat, skin. I freaked out, started thinking, oh my God, I think my leg is gone. And I, I started saying, I, is my leg still here? Somebody tell me if I still have a leg. And luckily, there was a 19-year-old kid who had heard the accident, jumped on his ski-doo, came out, got in our boat, and started asking me questions, keeping me calm, because I was starting to go into shock and freak out. Um, he kept me calm until the 
the paramedics got there and then they tugged our boat back to shore. I got airlifted to Harborview Hospital and had to face the decision to amputate or rebuild. And it was an experimental surgery. They had only ever regenerated human bone six centimeters before, and 18 seemed like quite a feat. Um, I originally was going to get it amputated because I didn't want to wait three years to walk again. And instead, in the morning of amputation, I changed my mind and thought, no, just bear down and deal with the get some patience and you're going to relearn, you're going to learn how to walk again and and rebuild and we're not going to cut it off. That just sounds crazy. So that's what I did. And it took years to walk again. Um, It was just last year, eight years after the accident that I was finally walking unassisted, no cane, no crutches. And uh, up until then I had been using cannabis in different ways, tincture, salve, a little bit of straight oil off and on. And um, it was actually the cannabis roots that fixed my circulation and allowed me to go without my cane and my, uh, and my um, crutches. Uh, And so as I started more surgeries this past year to rebuild my bone graft again, um, I had had an infection in the bone and because I walked before the accident, I mean, before surgery started again, I am certain that with all the, the stuff I'm doing and adding CBD as well, that I'm going to be able to walk again without my cane. But it's definitely a process. I'm right now just starting to put 50% weight again on the right leg. Michelle, prior to being able to walk again, did you ever have any regrets about the decision you made rather than amputation? No, I can't imagine having to uh, get up and put my leg on to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night or to always be on crutches. I can't imagine not having it. It's not pretty and it, it doesn't work that great, but I'm glad I have it. I'm, I'm really glad I made that decision, especially after I started the roots and was able to fix my circulation issues. Because for years, I just dealt with it not working that well and just well, well, that's how it is. That's how it's going to be, you know. But when I started eating roots, that's completely changed. I, it was insane how, how much of a difference. It was like night and day for my leg. Usually when I would stand up to go walk, I would have to wait a couple minutes to kind of wake my leg up. Like your leg falls asleep, you know. Mm-hmm. It would do that every day, all day, every time I sat down for a couple minutes to a couple hours. I always had to wake my leg up and get it moving. And it never really came all the way around. I would always need my cane. I was always limping. But after starting the roots, that's when I really started being able to walk again. And unassisted, like I said last year, it was pretty exciting, of course, and then have to start surgeries again was not exciting. But Michelle, can I ask you a little bit about the the roots here? I, I, I mean, it's something that's just becoming more and more known is that the root certainly has the roots of cannabis have a, have medicinal medicinal yeah. medicinal uh, qualities. In what form were you taking the roots? I just rinse them, dry them, grind them in a coffee grinder, and capsule them, and I okay. eat one a yeah. day. Okay, that's all. Just one. So you don't one you, a day. Okay, and you just dry them out and uh, grind it up. Yep. And put it in a capsule. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I know also that uh, for you know, people are forever saying that they don't like to get high when they're you know treating cancer or whatever they're treating. Roots will counteract the psychoactivity if you take that with uh, your dose of uh, oil. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. I can start sharing that with others. That's awesome. 
Yeah, little tidbits from Coriolis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, people have, have looked at me like I'm crazy when I tell them that I want their roots because people just throw them away or compost them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was gifted them from a, a dispensary in Washington when they first opened by the the bud tender there. He said, I want you to take these home and try them. And he said, I don't think you'll notice taking them, but you'll notice not taking them. He said, kind of like your tincture, because I'd went in there to get tincture. And um, that's actually what got me started on my healing journey was somebody gave me tincture to try and it got me off pain meds. It was, you know, I was smoking cannabis recreationally before I got hit by the boat. And then I, of course, smoked afterwards. Actually, I vaporized because my mom encouraged me not to smoke because the doctor told me not to smoke. And I said, fine, but I'm still using cannabis. I'll vape it. (laughs) So um, when I started on the tincture, it got rid of my inflammation and my leg was not inflamed and swollen. And I wasn't, I didn't need buckets of opiates like they expected me to need. My doctor sat there scratching his chin, amazed, and happily wrote on my records. You know, I didn't even have to go to a medical authorization doctor. My surgeon wrote on there that it should be duly noted prior to the cannabis oil, Michelle was um, inflamed and swollen, and afterwards, you know, is doing great, and we encourage her to keep doing that. And every time I would see him, he'd say, Keep doing it. You're staying off the pain meds, keep doing what you're doing. And awesome. I said, Well, that's great, but can you tell your other patients this? Because why should everyone else have to suffer with inflammation and pain and pain meds, constipation and everything that comes along with pain meds? Michelle, how quickly did you notice a difference when taking the cannabis root? Um, in about seven days, it took for me to notice. I've noticed it worked faster for other people, like people with lupus have like immediate results, but I haven't had a lot of people try it. For me, it takes about a week to start feeling the circulation benefits. And then as long as I stay on it, it keeps working. You know, the first I heard of Cannabis Root was an interview we did with a woman, uh, Darcy, of Hemp Ease in California. Do you remember her? Yes. I know. Yeah, Darcy. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to her several times. Yeah, she's big on the Cannabis Root and sells the product. And mm-hmm. uh, she suffered a leg injury and only had 10% to lift in her leg. And the doctor said, get used to it because you'd be walking with a cane. And uh, she was gifted cannabis root, much like you were, and started taking it, making a salve. And within a year, she had full use of her leg again. Wow. The pain disappeared. And she's back to normal. That's how Isn't she, that amazing? Yeah, that's how she started her product. I think that's uh, fantastic. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Took me a while. Yeah, I contacted her years ago about that and and said, you know, I know you're using it in your in your salve, but have you ever eaten it? Because I'm, you know, I've been given these and everyone thinks I'm crazy for eating them. And I've been told by many people to be careful that it will cause a buildup of alkaloids in my liver. But I really haven't had any adverse effect. And I take one tiny capsule a day. I don't think there's enough to do any buildup of anything. I get a kick out of some of the things that people tell you. Build uh, alkaloids in your liver. But, you know, you can go out and have seven or seven or eight drinks. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the human race is funny at times. They are. Michelle, yeah, I've, yeah. I was just going to say, how many surgeries have you had in total? Um, 19. 19. Wow. I had... 
I had 12 to rebuild. I had one more to remove a loose screw. I've officially had a loose screw. Um, <laughs> and then I've had six this past year. It's confirmed Boy. you've got a screw loose. loose yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Michelle, you just, the, the form of cannabis that you use is mainly tinctures then? Um, mostly, yeah. I make it with cannabis oil. I, I have a THC one and a CBD. I just recently, the last couple of months, started on the CBD one after seeing how much it helps for bone health. Bone, yes. But I'd really like to do a THCA tincture too. I haven't done that yet. You're, you're, I, you, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I actually went by the tincture fairy in Washington. I, um, When I realized how much it was helping me, one of my roommates encouraged me to make it and bring it to dispensaries and start getting it to them so it could get to more people. And um, that was, it was tincture fairy happy drops is what I used to call it. And now I just make it for friends and family and people that need it. And I barter with it a lot. And uh, I would eventually like to do something with my product um, when I get back to Washington. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you thought of starting a business. I really do need to do that. Um, I, when I left Washington, they had just legalized, and it's really a you have to have a lot of money to stay in the game. The licenses are ten thousand dollars for processing and producing, and but I have a friend who's got a good relationship with a processor and producer out there, and he's looking forward to about different products when I get back in town and seeing what we can do about getting one of them into the shops. When you walk now, do you feel any pain in your leg? Honestly, I haven't had that much pain, Um, even through learning how to, because I'm just allowed to put 50% weight on it right now on the right leg. I really thought that I would have to, you know, I went and filled my pain script and I thought, get it ready because you're you're about to go through some pain to, to walk again. What does your leg look like? My leg, I had two muscles removed out of my back. My latissimus dorsi and my trapezius muscle were taken out of my back and put in my calf to fill in the hole. Um, It was a huge hole. I I honestly have no idea how the doctors were able to save my leg. It's amazing, to be honest. Um, I'm so thankful to them. So it wasn't just a bone graft. It was two muscles taken out. So my leg is not pretty. I typically wear long socks or I have a wrap around it. It's not something I have out in public. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Um, <laughs> I could definitely send you some pictures. Um, I even have a picture of the, what the doctors took a picture of it when it still had the hole in it before they put the wound back on and all that jazz. It's a pretty crazy, it looks like a shark bite. Wow. So they took uh, your, your, one of your lat muscles out of your back. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do, you yeah. not, do you notice any difference with, uh, with your back at all? I have been blessed in not having back pain. I learned early in my healing to keep my good posture, even though I was on crutches and a cane, that, you know, always thinking about my posture. And as long as I keep good posture and I lost a little bit of weight, too, I've gotten healthier and learned how to eat better and and do better things for my body. As long as I keep the weight off and I keep good posture, I honestly haven't had a lot of back problems. I just get the normal, you know, shoulder and neck tightness that most people do. And um, when I go get a massage or I have a myoskeletal therapist once a month um, who does freedom from pain through muscle realignment, it's kind of like a a chiropractor, but no hard cracking, just uh, muscle manipulation. I definitely realize there's a lot more of my body that was sore than I thought was like my shoulders and wrists and, and, you know, from using the crutches and cane. But honestly, on the daily basis, 
as long as I use my tincture, it's amazing anti-inflammatory. I hardly have pain at all. I've honestly used one pain pill in five months. Wow, that's remarkable. I don't want to be on them. I don't like what they do to people. I don't like how I feel on them. They make my head feel all scrambled. I tell people it makes me feel gross. I don't know how else to explain it. I don't like the feeling that pain pills give me. So right after surgery, I will use them. The last surgery I had was a couple months ago, and they removed the external fixator. I had like a big metal halo on my leg. Um, And I thought for sure, I mean, they gave me pain meds during the surgery, and when I came out, I was still on them. But I thought for sure I'd start on pain meds that night when I before bed and then get up in the morning and need them for you know at least a week or two but I didn't use any it was strange <laughs> yeah so normally I will use them for a week or two after surgery well you've got, you've not got, this you, last time yeah you've got yourself a bionic leg right now I do <laughs> I do what is the long-term pro- what is the long-term prognosis for your leg um you know, mostly regular, I can do most regular stuff. I can't do a lot of heavy lifting, like standing and, and walking with heavy things. Um, I can, you know, pick things up and move it standing in one spot, but it's not like everyone else's leg function, but I will be able to walk. I will be able to have normal activities. We're not sure if I'll be able to run or do a whole lot of jumping and things like that. But honestly, right before this last surgery started, you know, a year and a half ago, and I was finally walking without my cane because um, I had tried roots before, years before, and then I didn't know how they were prepared. It took me a couple of years to find the guy and realize that it was a very simple recipe. So I went years of tenderness and uncomfortableness, and I even had, right before I got back on the roots, I had a year of using crutches and not even using my leg. It was actually very, very painful, and I headed for a wheelchair. I was very scared. I thought, oh my God, I'm 40 years old, and I'm going to be in a wheelchair. Like, this is not okay. And when I started back on the roots, it was night and day. I My circulation just completely fixed. I'd stand up and be able to walk right away instead of needing to wake my leg up and get the circulation moving. It was amazing. So I know because of that, I mean, I actually felt like maybe I can run again. I might be able to pull this off. Like, this feels so good. Do you know what? You can do anything you want uh, if you have the right mental attitude and the right intention. Oh, yeah. I mean... That is what's got me through this, is my positive attitude. I have not let anything get me down. I have stayed 100% positive. I mean, I still have a random day here and there where I let myself get mad or sad or grumpy, like when they recently told me I needed one more surgery. Um, And I I had a very upset day, crying, being upset. But then I don't let myself, you know, dwell there. I get up the next day, I put my big girl panties on, and I do something about it. And I fix it in any way that I can because I... I know that I need to focus on being positive. It's the only way to make it through stuff like this. Only way. What are big girl panties? <laughs> <laughs> Ian, you haven't heard that term before? No. Seriously? You haven't? Yeah. Oh, oh, Ian the mole. He hasn't heard it. Big girl panties. Put on, yeah, yeah, put on no. your big girl panties. In other words, walk it off, girl. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's got to be the equivalent of yes, man up. do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I can't believe you've never heard that. God, where have I been all yeah, my life? Yeah, that's my catchphrase. <laughs> Big girl panties. Um, yes. 
recently they wanted me here in Michigan to do another surgery. He said, even though you can put 50% weight on, we want to go back in and do one more bone graft and take it out of your left side and strengthen your your graft down there and i about lost it and i i cried for a day and then i got up the next day put my big girl panties on and i said i need to do something about this what can i do about this to make this better and i called my surgeon in seattle and i said i'm sending you my ct scans my surgery notes i need a second opinion i don't want to have another surgery and i don't want them to touch my left side that's how i get around I don't have a wheelchair-friendly house. I don't have a wheelchair-friendly life. I'm, I'm not letting them touch my left side. And he looked at my notes, and he called me back, and he said, you don't need another surgery. He said, no, absolutely not. I'll be your doctor again, and if you need anything, we'll take care of it. He said, but I really don't think you need any more surgeries. So I was so glad that I listened to my intuition and decided to have my sad day, but then get up and do something about it and not just listen to them tell me they were going to touch my left side and do another surgery. It just seemed crazy because my leg feels great. That's that's good. Now, since taking the cannabis root, have you noticed any other changes in your body? Hmm. I just focus so much on my leg. I don't know. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? <laughs> nothing. Nothing that really stands out. No, nothing that really stands out. But when I've had other people try it, like my friend with lupus, he was in awe. He's he said, "What is in there? What is really going on?" Because just with one capsule, he felt amazingly better. So I know it works on more things um i think it needs so much more research um more people would play with it and and try it i'm wondering if it would help people with lyme's disease because as you know uh lyme's disease is far more prevalent than the medical authorities would have us believe yeah and uh yeah i've talked to um, a doctor in british columbia who believes that uh cannabis is very helpful with Lyme's disease and he is trying to get some money to do some research into it but uh, I think it's let's face it if you take the cannabis root as you have done grind it up and put it in a capsule and take it you've got absolutely nothing to lose just see what happens yeah yeah I usually give people 10 capsules and I say try it for 10 days and, and tell me what you think and uh, it's been a dream of mine, actually, to be able to give people their first 10 for free for, you know, just to get them to try it. Because there's, you're right. There's nothing to lose. Like, why not? Try it. See what you think. And if you like it, we'll find a way to get you some more. And most people will give you the roots for free. Do you find uh, that you've run into many skeptics along the way? Oh, absolutely. Especially the growers. They think I'm crazy because <laughs> there's no THC in the roots. They've been tested. And there's even just a minute amount of CBD. From from the articles I've read, and I'd be happy to forward the ones I have um, to you guys if you're interested, there's a terpene in there called Fridolin, and that seems to be the prevalent one that's working on the circulation. So it, it made me actually want to order just terpenes and see if I could just get some some Fridolin and maybe just add that to my tinctures. Um, I've recently thought about doing that so that you could buy terpenes on their own. This is uh, this is a wonderful story. Whatever happened to the fellow who uh, was drunk in the boat that ran into you? <laughs> He's a rich white man. He kept it out of court for three years. And somehow when we went to the criminal 
uh, suit. They did not find him guilty, and I have no idea how. Um, they said that it was their word against ours. They said that the light was not on in our boat, you know, the one that sticks up on the little pole, the little tiny light. And we said that it was, and I know that it was. I remember when we got in the boat, I said, wow, that's a small light for a boat at night. My exact words. Apparently, that was, <laughs> I was trying to get a message to not get in the boat, but I didn't listen to it. Um, that light was on he was speeding you can't overtake a boat unless you're speeding and you're not supposed to speed on a on a lake at night and he was drunk the fact that he was 0.24 on his blood alcohol level four hours after the accident because he refused a breathalyzer at the scene um that's the only night he spent in jail and understand why it all came down to their word against ours about the light because he was drunk and he was speeding and he lives on the lake he knows the rules you don't speed on a lake at night you you can't see in front of you um and we were in a causeway near shore we had an island on our right and we had shore on our left that's a no wake zone day or night like there's no this accident should not have happened he you know it was unnecessary and i don't understand why he was he didn't get go to jail for that i i just don't get it yeah but he killed someone didn't he yeah he did he killed my friend ron and uh, absolutely. He, he, with a blood alcohol reading that high i mean he was absolutely wasted yeah I, all i can think is he kept it out of court for three years the community forgot about it but i still don't know how that didn't matter i'm flabbergasted about it i i just i don't even get it i'm flabbergasted listening you know, when, when as you were speaking and telling us about all your injuries and everything you've been through, I kept thinking, well, this guy's probably at least rotting in jail somewhere for this nope. one. Wow. Nope. In fact, a year after the accident, he got pulled over for speeding on the lake, and he'd been drinking. And the cops that pulled him over didn't know he was the guy that had killed a guy the year before, and he got off with just a speeding ticket. So even though my whole was maybe he'll learn something from this you know at least something good could come out of this maybe he'll stop being an alcoholic no he hasn't learned anything yeah. from it no how he many did get divorced with his wife Pardon um, me? he's so <laughs> <laughs> him, him and his wife got divorced after this but uh now how many people were in the boat with with there was you ron and two others or and, one other no there was um there was one, two, three, four. Five. There were six total of us, and then Ron was killed. And four of us got hurt. Pre- I was the worst off, and then everyone else had, you know, kind of chunks out of them. Uh, not too bad. Two, one didn't get hurt at all, and then other person not too bad, and then two people, uh, little chunks out of them, basically. One person got hit at the knee, and her femur got a little bit filleted. Um, she was on crutches and knee surgeries for a while. But Michelle, do you have nightmares yeah. about this? Luckily, no. Luckily, Great. I don't. God for that. Yeah. Well, it's a fantastic story about uh, your use of cannabis, the cannabis root, and how it's helped your circulation and how it's helped other people. Um, I think you're well on the road to recovery, and within a year, we'll have an interview with you again, and you'll be running. Oh, I can't wait. I really can't <laughs> wait. It's, it's really changed my whole life. I thought exactly or what my passions were what my path was before i was kind of floating through life and this boat really woke me up so as crazy as it sounds i'm thankful that it it had i mean I, I can't be upset about it it won't work life that way so i'm thankful and it has brought me to what i want to do with my life 
dreaming of working at a camp for kids with cancer, and I actually get to go do that soon. I, when I leave Michigan, the beginning of September, I'm going down to Arkansas to Native Angels Camp Hope, where Angel Howerton has opened, her and her husband Michael have opened a camp for kids with cancer to heal holistically. Now, it doesn't even involve cannabis, um, but I figure I, I know how that works for cancer already. Um, she healed herself from stage four very aggressive uterine cancer. She only had three weeks to live and has made it through healing holistically. So I can't wait to get there and learn. And I feel like all of this has brought me to getting there. And I would like to see that actually get expanded upon and move to a second location on the West Coast where I can be and include cannabis as well. That's the ultimate end, end goal. Michelle, pleasure to talk to you. Uh, thanks very much for telling your story. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And Michelle, Corey, go ahead. Sorry. Corey, you're amazing. I love what you do. You seriously inspire me all the time. Well, thank you. And thank you for uh, sharing your story and your bravery and your energy is amazing. Well, thank you. And our thanks to Michelle Say for telling her story. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio Podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast, and of course, on PodConnects.